Hi everyone, this is Kishore Chandra Das and uh, we are here for Chit Chat, myself and Jai Jagannath will be signing on in just a moment. Uh, we come on here every night at 6pm Eastern Time and we talk about spiritual topics. Chit is a Sanskrit word for spiritual knowledge. So we come on here to chat about Chit. Welcome Geneva. Hi, Paul. Good chat. Is here. Hi. Is it working? Is it working? Dang, I, 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 I can't. I can't. So my earphones are connected. Can you all hear me? I think so, right? Can someone give me a thumbs up if you can hear me? Yes. Maybe. No. Hare Krishna. Does that mean? <laughs> Does that mean? Yes. Okay. Jai. Thank you. Okay. Oh, before you couldn't. Okay, great. Awesome. So I'm sure Jaya will come back in, in just a moment. Oh, so, so we couldn't hear me before. Okay. <laughs> Jai, welcome everyone. I'm sure Jaya will, will be coming back in just a moment. Um, sorry about that. Technical difficulties technical difficulties. Welcome Shyam, welcome Anand, welcome Jagadish Hari, welcome Madhavapuri, Indulaika Devi, Haripo. Okay, where's Jaya? Where'd he go? The nectar is still too intense. <laughs> yeah, yesterday was such a fun uh, chit chat for those of you that were here. It got, okay, Jaya's here now. Yesterday's chit chat got a little intense, right? <laughs> okay, now well, everything. Yeah, now everything is good. Uh, I try PB Chat's suggestion. Putting um, the phone in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I kind of forgot. I put it in the freezer for a couple of minutes. <laughs> oh my god! So I think it wasn't acting right. Anyway, I'm still. I I'm in the middle of nowhere, so to go to the T-Mobile shop is like a journey, like a I'm day's sure. journey. So um, I'm getting on it though. I'll try to get to it this weekend to get this new phone. Because this yes. is um, yesterday the your phone couldn't handle the. the... <laughs> okay, I just wanna I wanna clear myself of non-devotional consciousness when I made my Tyra Banks joke. So that, <laughs> that 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 joke was not mine actually. So all right, we left off on the idea that you know the beautiful thing about bhakti is that it's what's happening in the heart that's really important. Yeah. And the externals may be lacking in so many areas. You may be lacking in knowledge, you may be lacking in beauty, you may be lacking in wealth. Mm -hmm. You one may be lacking in all the ways that 
in the material world, you will be considered exalted and esteemed. You may yes. be lacking all of that, but if your heart is filled with devotion, then the lack in externals is really of no consequence. So we were kind of, that point kind of got made, and I was just, I wasn't really pushing back against it, but I was giving uh, attention that, you know, in the name of devotion is in the heart, and, you know, it doesn't matter if you're disqualified. Devotees, we tend to take that as an excuse to remain unqualified in any area. And, and I was just saying that there's something to the externals because when we make offerings to Krishna, we try to make sure that the externals are on point. We don't allow anyone to dress the deities. That was one of my examples. And in giving that example, I brought up an incident that happened in the Bhakti Center where one of the Pujaris did our Gaur Chandra wrong. <laughs> they did Gaur Chandra wrong. And, you know, his forehead was just looking really big. So when I saw, when I saw the deity, like, I'm not one, I don't really dress the deity, but when I saw Gaur Chandra, I was like, I was like, oh, this ain't right. Who did this? <laughs> and Gopal Champu, I don't know, Gopal, sweet, innocent Gopal Champu, the brahmachari, he came up and whispered in my ears. He said, man, Gorchandra's forehead looked like Tyre Banks. <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't even my joke. That was his joke. I wanted, oh, my I, God, I, I Gopal Champu. <laughs> and then he and I both started laughing so hard that we had to leave the temple room because it was just like inappropriate so that was just one of the examples i was giving other areas where i've seen this and maybe i brought it up yesterday also was like giving class yeah 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 this is an area where you know it's not about how much knowledge you have and knowledge often in our devotional communities is considered some something of a de devotional demerit like if you if you you know we often speak of scholarship as dry scholarship or mm. dry knowledge even though all of our acharyas including Srila Prabhupada, they were all quite scholarly individuals. Yeah. Um, but somehow, Gana has translated into our present culture as something kind of dry and largely antagonistic to the culture of bhakti. Mm. Um, I, I guess maybe in Iskana, I guess there's a history of devotees like learning Sanskrit and becoming really scholarly and then maybe thinking themselves better than the average devotee, thinking themselves better than the, the Acharya. And so somehow, other, I don't know exactly what's led to it. This is just a suggestion. Mm. The, the culture of knowledge has somehow been deemed antagonistic to bhakti. And mm. it's really about the devotion in the heart. So I find people giving classes where they're supposed to be representing the parampara's teachings, the siddhanta, and they don't know it. And they just say like some fluffy words, you know, everyone knows the buzzwords that kind of makes you feel good. Love, compassion, empathy, solidarity. <laughs> I mean, words that you were really, frankly speaking, you won't really encounter. Okay, you encounter words like compassion, but the context is very important. So you kind of speak some buzzwords and, you know, according to your realizations. Mm. And, and, um, and it's your devotion to heart that's important. So I was kind of pushing back, or let's say I was kind of speaking in favor of externals also. Mm. There's something to the externals of a culture, particularly if you have shaped the externals in such a way as to aid the inner world. That's yeah. re really important. And because of, I, I do tend to think, I just this is a personal experience. It's not even like a, a this is not meant to be a, at like a criticism or something, but 
in my own personal experience, a when when I kind of lean away from externals, I don't always find it to be helpful in the long run in my devotional life. I've, in fact, as much as I would hate to admit it, and I probably wouldn't admit it if you were to ask me face to face, but the externals help like a hell of a lot. Yeah. And, and keeping boundaries to the tendency for just one-time exploitation for sense gratification purposes and yeah. just keeping you um, kind of direct and uh, moving in a good direction. Yeah. I agree with you, you know, because yesterday the tension came about because I was giving that story about the pujari on the altar. Right, well, we, were, right. we, were, we were speaking about these internals versus externals and it is a dynamic tension. It is kind of, okay, like which, which one like this? But something that I heard when you were speaking, you know, because I've experienced this too, you know, I've experienced like seeing people give class that don't really know uh, the Shastra and, you know, from someone that is like, I very much consider myself a student when it comes to Shastra. I'm always, yes. I'm always studying Shastra and I'm trying to read and I'm trying to keep up like this. For, like it, it, it was kind of uninspiring, you know, it was, it was like pretty uninspiring, you know, it was pretty uninspiring. And I don't think, I think that perhaps a, because something you said was that in our community, Gyan has become kind of this like, oh, you know, you're full of yourself or like this or whatever. And it has somehow or another taken the place as an external. And it's like, according to our tradition, right. it is not an external, you know, according to our tradition, like the Bhagavatam is Krishna. And according to our tradition, like that faith, that faith that we get should be coming from Shastra, you know? And so I think it's a really interesting thing because we see it both in our community, you know, we see this kind of like, uh, like shunning away, you know, running away from or shunning of like the real, the real knowledge. And we're going to stay on the, we're going to stay on the surface, buzzwords, love, this, whatever, like this. And then we're also seeing this, you know, in not in our community in kind of like, let's say the political, socio-political realm that we're dealing with, where you see people, you know, posting like crazy when there's buzzworthy things to post about. And it's like, pop, 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 you know, and it's like- Even the hashtag, if you consider the hashtag culture itself. Yes, yes, exactly. And I think it's just more of a symptom of this material world, you know, that like we're, and this is where like individual responsibility comes in, which we spoke about many, many chit chats ago. It's like, what is my individual responsibility in regards to like these dynamic tensions? Because I feel like there's going to be tensions in life no matter what. It's, go it's always going to be like, you know, the externals are important and so are the internals, you know? Right. Who's to say which one is more important than the other for a specific person at a specific period of time, you know? There have been many times in my devotional life where the externals have definitely helped. Getting up in the morning and putting on the devotional clothes and putting on the tilak, it was like, it, you know, it kicked me into gear and I was like, I'm a devotee, that's right, okay, let's go, you know? And then there are other right. times in life where I've been like, you know, I'm just gonna pause on that for a second, you know, and, and try to do something else like this. So I think it is a dynamic tension, but our, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, the depth of our character is really going to define how I balance those tensions. And if basically, if I don't have depth of character, if I haven't gone through those dark nights of the souls, you know, we've been talking about this a lot in the previous chit chats, then it's only natural that I'm gonna stay on the surface, you know? 
that's interesting because like i'm i'm hearing your statement you know yeah. how we balance attention is going to depend on the depth of the character but it seems to me like the the less we have reformed character and let's be real most of our characters need to be reformed yeah um if the if the social situation of the day isn't evidence of that i don't know what it is um an aside here you saw this yeah you saw it because you reacted to it the little meme i shared today on my stories yeah <laughs> and i and i kind of gave my comment that this is my understanding of most modern social events. <laughs> You know, and the meme was a picture of, for those of you who didn't see my story, the meme was a picture of a, uh, I think they said making the best use of a bad situation. And then it was a house burning down and a lady lighting her cigarette with the fire from, the, from oh that my God. that's burning down the house. It was so good. And then I was like, this is my understanding. Wait, how did the meme go? It said something to the, it said something to the effect like. Yeah, making, making the best out of a, a a bad situation. About, I, making the best out of a bad situation that you caused. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there yeah, was yeah. an extra that element in it that you caused. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I commented, this is kind of like my understanding of most modern social movements. I really feel like I wanted to say all social, modern social movements, but I wanted to say most just in case someone came after me so that most would give me a way out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... The reason I bring this up is that it occurs to me that the less we have reformed character and the modern social situation is evidence that a lot of us need to have our characters reformed. Um, then the more you kind of need externals to keep you in check. The less you have, ex the less you have reformed character, the more you need externals yeah. to keep if you in check. If your yes. character is yes. bad, you need, you need, you need externals to kind of check you. Okay, I hate to give this example. I agree. I don't hate to give the example I'm about to give, but I hate to give it because it's just it's, it's mass sensitive and it's it's political in nature. So anyway, uh -oh. I go. brought it up. I'm not trying. I'm not really trying to get political. I'm just giving this as an example because it's the first one that came in my head. When you, <laughs> I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna probably get some stuff for this. Anyway, when you look at black communities, like. Like some of the ones I, 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 I would say for the formative years of my life, I grew up on the west side of Chicago. Like I spent a lot of time there. Most of my extended family lives on the west side or the south side of Chicago. Both the west side of Chicago and the south side of Chicago are notorious for crime. So because the crime rate is so high in those areas, they require a lot more policing hmm. kind of naturally. And I know when, with the whole call for defunding the police because they are crooked police, absolutely. Um, I, I did see a video and I, I want, before I saw the video, I actually wondered about this before I saw the video. There was a video of people going around interviewing blacks who, grew, who were living in really bad communities. And they were all saying that there needs to be more police. Mm. And, I, and I had personally wondered about that. I even brought that up as a question one time that I wonder if it's the privilege of living in a good area that allows you to say defund the police so confidently, but if you actually grew up in some of these communities, uh, would you, which, which are, you know, having a lot of crime, would, would it be as easy for us to say defund the police? In other mm. words, we're, we're sitting in a position of privilege and not really understanding what's going on in those communities. Always my critique of a lot of the people who jump on the bandwagon, you don't really know what's going on in these communities nor do you care 
let's be real. I mean, I, I don't, I saw all the Instagrams sharing a lot of stuff related to these sorts of things for two weeks, three weeks, now silence. Anyway, so you don't grow up, you're not in those communities, you don't really know what's going on. So you're in a position of privilege. Mm. All of us have some sort of privilege. So that's our privilege. I grew up in a nice community. So it's easier for you to say that, but if you actually live in those areas, you will see that actually it requires the support of more, in this example, policing. So sorry for the example. I'm probably going to get some stuff for that. It's, a, mm. it's an example that I personally experience. It's, it's mm. not just me speaking theoretically. So similarly, if you have really bad character, you require a lot more help from externals. Mm. So what, what do you say to that? No, I agree with you. I don't. I don't, I don't even remember what I originally said, but I agree that if you have bad character, that you need externals to help right. reform you. I think what I was, I don't remember what I was saying. I think I was saying the depth of your character determines- well, How you balance the tension. Yes. Well, Jagadish Hari said something really interesting that I kind of liked. He said- Oh, I missed that. There was a lot. He said, with maturity, externals become internals. With, with maturity, external, yes. With maturity, externals become. That's more of what I was trying to say. He put it perfectly. It's like with that depth of character, with that maturity, like I learn how to basically like walk the walk without having to have so many externals. You know, I learn how to basically like do what I say that I'm going to do, be authentic in my practices and in my life without having so many externals. However, that's not the majority of the population. And I actually yeah. am glad that you brought up this point about the defunding the police and all this stuff, because that was kind of a point that I was, not specifically that point of defunding the police, but it is a good example in regards to what I was speaking about at the beginning, which was staying on the surface of things, right? It's like when we don't reach that level of maturity, spiritual maturity, personal maturity, then it, I'm going to be on the surface of things. And when I'm on the surface of things, I'm very easily manipulated, you know, and I'm very, easy, I'm very easily manipulated by memes, by hashtags, by, you know, current events, by the news. And therefore, there is a overarching narrative that I have to accept, right? That we've already, we've already covered this, like in the first couple of weeks of, you know, the BLM movement, and lots of commentary on that and whatever. But, you know, for me, it, it's like there's this overarching narrative which you must accept. If you don't accept this, then you're on the wrong side of history, you know? And I'm right. just going to give one example because you gave a, you know, a, a kind of a relevant political example that it's like, if you're not, if you don't agree with defund the police, something must be wrong with you, according to like liberal society, right? So then the example that I will give is, I don't know if you've heard this, maybe you haven't heard this, maybe the viewers haven't heard this, but it's kind of like a big thing. I think I've mentioned mm -hmm. it on Chit Chat before, which is like Spanish and all Romance languages are gendered languages. So oh, there's, right. there's, a, there's a masculine and there's a feminine and all, all verbs and words and all of this stuff, they have this kind of masculine feminine and it's the way that the language is. So in the United States and like this, you know, there's this movement to like kind of reform the language from like, Latino to Latin X, and there's like it's a it's a whole oh, right, thing. Right, 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 right. It's a whole thing. I thought and it was pronounced Latin Latinx. Latinx. <laughs> Never mind. Scratch that. <laughs> it's, it's not Latinx. Oh my god. <laughs> Scratch that. I didn't say that. I did not say oh that. Scratch god. that. Latinx. We need to edit this video. Edit that out. <laughs> 
Okay, let's continue. <laughs> Latinx. Oh my god, that's really good though. Um, I, th- I feel like maybe I'd be more comfortable with it if that's how it was pronounced. <laughs> that's not how I I literally, I honestly thought that's how it was pronounced. So, so the point that I'm making is that the majority of the people kind of like, you know, fighting for like the Latin X, Latin X thing are like, I mean, well off middle class or well off, you know, people in the United States or, you know, maybe now some people in Central South America, but it started in the United States. And it's like, if I went to the store right now, I'm in Ecuador. If I went to the store and talked to the lady who owns the store right now, like she will have no idea what I'm talking about. Right. You know? And so, so much of it is like this same, I'm making the same exact point that you made. Uh, oh my God, Sanjeev Anirad is saying that. I know, I was going to say, thank you for defending me. Thank you. It's not Latinx. Okay. But it's not that I'm just a weirdo. Thank you. Sanjeev anyway, Anirada. the point is that I don't agree with that terminology in general, you know, and that's, that can be contested as like, basically, if I was like talking with academicians or people, you know, social, you know, justice uh, warriors, they'd be like, nah, like this. But the point I'm trying to make is that oftentimes, we aren't doing, you know, so much in chit chat, we've spoken about internal work, right? I have to do the internal work on my personal self to, to, to change myself for self reform, and then the external world reform will follow. But instead, we've already established, right, that so many of us are not doing the external work, or we're lagging on the external work. And there and on top of that, to distract myself from the fact that I haven't done the external work, I'm looking outside of me and saying, this is what should be done in society. And this is what should be done with the police. And this is what should be done with the Latino community. And this is like this. And And so we get distracted by all these social issues that, of course, there needs to be solutions to those social issues. But who am I to go to the west side of Chicago and be like, this is what needs to happen in the west side of Chicago. You know, I'm not a black person. I'm not right. someone who was intimately involved in that community. Or who's some, you know, person in the United States to say Ecuador and all of South America, they need to lat- Latinx, you know? <laughs> right. it's like, no, it's not like this, right? I'm seeing a lot of comments here. Yeah. Anyway. Just mostly agreeing with you, um, mm. what, what you're saying here. I, a friend of mine... He was in the Middle East. My mind is going to Beirut. Um, My heart goes out to, I mean, as if that really means anything. But um, I I am impacted. I'm human. I have a heart. I am impacted to hear about what happened in Beirut. A friend recently was telling me that um, he, when he was traveling, he was a, he's a Kirtania. So he travels around doing Kirtan a lot when we were allowed to travel. And he was in the Middle East. And he was talking to a taxi driver from, I, I want to say Lebanon. It was some area over there. And he, this cab driver, realizing that my friend was American, kind of chastised him. Well, not chastised, but he was chastising Americans. He says, you, you know, you Americans are so arrogant. You come over to our countries talking about we need more and more democracy. But what we actually need is, now this, uh, this is according to my friend, and this is a cab driver, so this is just his opinion. But he said, what we actually need is more dictatorship to keep these people in check. And I found it to be a very fascinating, like, I was like, wow, he actually said that. He said, yeah, that's what he told me. This was a cab driver. 
In other words, like different cultures function quite differently. And it's mm. easy for us to be in a place, you know, I'm like in a nice area in North Carolina right now. It's beautiful, it's quiet, it's peaceful. And I can pontificate about what, you know, my, my, this community needs. I just arrived to the community. I literally just arrived here a week ago. I can pontificate about what this community needs to be better. But what the hell do I know? I don't, I've just come here. I, have, I haven't lived here long enough to understand what's the culture, what, none of that. So similarly, we're living in a particular place with a particular set of principles and culture and all that. And we can kind of pontificate how if we impose some of this onto these other worlds, it would make them better. But mm. it appears that at least some people in these other worlds, they would disagree. I'm not saying that's true for everyone. This is obviously just the opinion of just one person. Mm. But the, the, just coming back to the original point that got us using these examples, when you have bad character, you actually do need assistance of um, rules of externals to set fixed boundaries. Yes. Otherwise, um, yeah, otherwise your bad character just takes over. You, you just make a hot mess of everything. Yes. Of course, going back to the other point that you were bringing up, uh, having good character so the externals can be transformed or transmuted to the internal or towards ecstasy. I have heard in our, our community um, 16 plus 4 equals BTG. This is one of the most infuriating statements to me. 16 plus yeah. 4 equals BTG. I don't know who said it. Maybe Prabhupada yeah. said I don't know if Prabhupada said it, but I've heard a lot of devotees in our communities. 16 means 16 rounds plus the four regular principles equals back to Godhead. Yeah. And I've heard devotees toot this horn and like, if you can just do that, that's all that matters. And then you're going back to the spiritual world. And I also find that you know, so it's like a hard lean into externals. And I would often ask, well, what about actually developing taste for the holy name? What about actual transformational consciousness? Like, if, you, if you're 16 plus 4, but your consciousness is not really digging it, then why you should be let entry into the spiritual world? You're not digging it yet. You're not having any ruchi, no asakti, no bhava, no prema. So why you should get interest into the spiritual world? Or I've heard things like, somehow just hang on to Prabhupada's dhoti and then you're going back to the spiritual world. And I'm like, um, what does that even mean? Hmm. First of all, he doesn't have a dhoti. He has a lungi. So that's going to be a problem. <laughs> Second of all, what does it mean to hang on to his dhoti? Like, well, you just follow what he says. Okay, there's following what he says, but the following what he says is supposed to be the cause and the effect is supposed to be the development of Krishna consciousness. <laughs> so, are you laughing at Jagadish's comment? Yeah. That's disrespectful. Is that, what is disrespectful? He's, he's joking, he's joking. <laughs> oh wait, maybe he's not joking. I don't know. Um, Clarify yeah, so, if you're joking or not. Well, no, I agree with you. I think, that the, I think that's infuriating as well because you can do 16 rounds while watching Netflix. <laughs> You can hang on. You can hang on to Prabhupada's dhoti um, and do what he says. But you can also, like, you know. Oh, I see. <laughs> Jagadishadi says whoever says that is. I got. I. It's a joke. Um, yeah. You can you can follow what Prabhupada says, but still, you know, be not having like compassion or knowing how to connect with people or knowing how to accept people for wh who they are. You know, there's very there's. Something that's really interesting about Prabhupada is that there's many different 
faces of Prabhupada and Prabhupada as he presented himself on the Vyasasan and Prabhupada as he had his more intimate dealings with devotees was very different. Did we lose you, Jaya? I feel like every time you move, we lose you. Sorry. Are you there? Hello? I think it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. I, I forgot I have sound bath. I always forget that I have Oh, that's sound right. Sound oh, my God. You have sound bath. Today is my... <laughs> Today is Wednesday. Okay, everyone. We have to finish on time, if not right now, because Jaya has sound bath at in two minutes <laughs> so so we're gonna so put a pin, we're, we're gonna put a pin on it right now um it's an awesome conversation and we'll continue tomorrow at 6 p.m everyone yes. thanks thank you thank all so much thank you jagadishari thank you everyone madhavapuri i love madhavapuri's mm. comment which we didn't even get to screenshot oh screenshot it was it, so yeah, good yeah i screenshot it because i love oh, i yeah. love that comment okay Okay, thank you, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow at 6. Bye, Jai. Thank you. Hari, Hari. Thank you. Hari, Hari.